There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello again and welcome to the show. I'm Travis Dow and this is another episode where we tackle... I don't know. We tackle the podcastnik members? Kind of. Yeah, we tackle the <laughs> podcastnik members. We've had Pete on the show. We'll have or have had Imad on the show. and uh, But I also host the History of Germany in two languages with a co-host, Judith Strusenberg. Um, and Imad, of course, is the person that translated to Arabic. But um, Yudit is like absolutely uh, has saved the show, helps with, first of all, brought a bunch of new ideas to the show and kind of some new formats like the heirlooms format of um, kind of looking at just pieces of like objects throughout history or places throughout history. Well, yeah, I mean, I just didn't have enough time. I, it would have died. And then she so she helps with like kind of cleaning up the translations and the fact that I I, I can... Um, I have someone to like just bounce German ideas off of and like, wait, is this true? And is this not true? Uh, kind of helps me stay on track. So here she is, folks. We're going to this time we're going to uh, tackle, I guess, Judith Strusenberg from Geschichte der Deutschen, uh, Erbstücke and History of Germany Heirlooms. Hi, thanks. Now, Judith is a podcasting veteran to some degree. She's worked with um, there's a quirky little German podcast called oh my goodness i'm gonna say it wrong but the orion what was it this is old german <laughs> sci-fi show uh raumpatrouille orion raumpatrouille orion oh, yeah orion. which is yeah uh, english speakers will not know that it's an old sci-fi show right around when star trek came out like early 60s yeah that? yeah yes yeah it's, uh, It was. It started, I think, at the same time or a little before Star Trek started, and they made the first, uh, I think, about seven episodes, and then uh, they saw, damn it, Star Trek is way better and greater uh, than the stuff <laughs> we do, so they yeah. stopped. But yeah. people are still talking. Is that is that podcast still up and running? Are they still talking about this, or was that just uh, a one-time product? Or made it uh, through the seven regular episodes. Okay. I think there yeah. will be one or two more episodes talking about uh, fan stuff and and the and the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay. But I think then we'll settle to another series. Oh. But it's online. If you speak German, you can yeah. you can hear that. Um, you've also done projects like Schreibweisen. Yes, but it died 
Schreibweisen Deutsch. Der ist still normal. online? Yeah, but it's like, what is yeah. that in English? Kind of writing styles or writing? writing yeah, what? But most importantly, of, of course, we, yeah. we snagged her and now she's on Geschichte der Deutschen. Um, in Germany, like you were on Zendegarten, you've been interviewed, you've... The one yeah. thing is, Judith is definitely a part of the community in the sense that you're you're on Puerto Partida. If you want to know if a German podcaster is part of the community or not, it's just whether they are on this German um, talk, uh, this German like game show called Puerto Partida. <laughs> if you were, you are. If you've never heard of that, then you don't know anybody else, anyways. Uh, no, but but the the German podcasting community is really interesting. Like I I want to talk about that too today, actually, but. You've been to like Podstock and Podcamp and subscribe and and some of these or uh, CCC some of these um you know the what is it the computer something convention or uh, I don't computer cows convention yes yeah and, and so you've actually met you know many of the German podcasters in the flesh and have spoken to them and podcasted with them and but that's and all really mostly mostly this. all in German until uh, you started on history of Germany right. Mostly, yes. Yeah. So yeah, now you, yeah, now you're kind of you're internationally famous, a well-known superstar in the <laughs> international podcasting <laughs> hall of fame. So, um, thanks everybody for listening. And next time on, oh, oh, we've done what is it? Already yeah. ten episodes. It's hard, I don't I lose track because we do everything twice. We do everything in English and German, but a good number of episodes in um english now uh like for instance the pickelhaube that spiky prussian helmet and uh spire cathedral um but then of you of course like the you know the salian dynasty miniseries and and all of that good stuff yeah. um, the Sieges tour yeah so i guess yeah. so what do you you like german history or why oh this project is uh because i met um met a guy an american in nuremberg last autumn where I gone the other that sounds kind of dangerous that sounds like sketchy yeah that's how all and the we... bad stories start an american <laughs> really was uh, but it seems to be quite funny we were hanging around um we're walking through nuremberg watching um the, the town and talked about history and so then one point we decided uh, to talk more about history Yeah, let's do that more often. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I've mentioned it somewhere, but yeah, definitely. Like I went to Germany to do some, like a live show and uh, talk about alchemy to a school. And um, it's like meet some people that I, you know, like there was some, well, some listeners and, and some other podcasters. Like, ah, I, I met some, a lot of people that I wanted to yeah. kind of get to know. Uh, but also um, Tony, Tony Christie was that tour. And then Judith came along on the Amazing. tour. and um, that was, and met my friends Jeff and and Eve and um, and Pete and Pete, of course, and yeah. So to go on like that tour was years in the planning. I think I still lived in Prague, and Tony was like, "Hey, if you're ever in Nuremberg, you know." And and uh, it's like five years later, I'm like, "Hey, so can we still have that?" And it was you know history of science astronomy tour, um, and it was fantastic, of course, and. Uh, yeah, we hung out with like, you know, Pete, Judith and myself, we hung out for like three days. We ate meals at the hotel. Like Pete and I never even left the hotel unless it was to <laughs> like go on a tour or do something. But we didn't go to restaurants. We did not. I hope no one was mad, but people, you know, people were like, Hey, come and come to this bar, come to this restaurant. And we were like, actually, 
we're exhausted. I'm sorry, but we're going to go to the Ramada Inn. Was it? The, I don't even remember. Yeah, the, it the was the Ramada Inn. Inn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, the Nazi one. Oh, I shouldn't. I should stop saying that. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there's so there's two Ramada Inns in Nuremberg. There's the one that's like downtown, and then there's the one next to the Nazi compound, and it is kind of, and it's like, so there's, you know, so there's the Nazi one and there's the downtown one. Like, I don't know. Sue me. <laughs> don't, please don't sue me, Ramada Inn. I love you. Good, good affordable locations. Uh, but we stayed in the Nazi one, which was outside of town. And so we just didn't want to like, we were going by taxi everywhere because we were just exhausted. And so we're like, no, actually, we're going to eat here. Come out here. And the only person crazy enough, stupid enough, I don't know, whatever, call it what you want, to do that, to come out to the hotel, was Udit. So we like, <laughs> so we were like, oh my God, like the waiters knew us. Like that was, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. But just for the waiter. Yeah, for I mean, we had a, such a good time, <laughs> like a too loud of a time. We got yelled at by German old ladies. We got, you know, talked down to by people in suits about to go to the opera. We got glared at. We got we got hated. We there was like a bunch of shade, man. We got the German shade cast our way. Anyways, so but that was fun. So three days uh, touring uh, Nuremberg and and um, eating pretzels yes. and and peanuts. So. I came um, for your show. And I um, listened uh, to your shows before, of course. So well, I my English never listeners imagined, might not uh, know. So I went on stage and did a, sh a live show about Don Rickles, like Johnny Carson, the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, you know, like Dean Martin and all those guys and um, Sammy Davis Jr. And but the main thing was like Don Rickles and. Yeah, so like Ameri like English speakers don't even know that I have this show about the U.S. But yeah, it was it was great, it was an awesome show. So yeah, you yeah. was there, and and uh, I got to meet some listeners and other podcasters, and uh, it was great. So yeah, mm -hmm. now you know all about Don Rickles, right, Johnny Carson, <laughs> and the Red Pack, of course, Red Pack, do. yeah, that style, and Las Vegas, yeah, yeah that was cool. So so that's Pretty, how that started, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can, um, if you speak German, you can watch the video on YouTube, I think, from show. There's stuff up there. Yep. I made a episode out of it. And yeah, yeah, there is a, yeah, I made a little video too to show people like, look, this is Don Rickles and here's some of his TV career and stuff. That's on YouTube somewhere hidden. So I don't get sued, but it's there. Um, or on <laughs> podcast, Nick. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. So, but, but who is Udit? So um other other than the history of germany expert experts like let's uh where did you actually like what part of germany did you, did you actually grow up where where are you kind of from originally or where where are your parents from i'm from the south of germany um nearby stuttgart weizenbier where... country is that please is it weizenbier is it uh wheat beer country half weizen country um not there exactly is it white no, it is, wine country yeah. what is it's it's a wine country yes um yeah. okay the town i i grew up there are wine yards around and, okay uh, yep. yeah w wine is really um a thing there um no stuttgart you can uh know uh there's mercedes-benz mm -hmm. from and porsche mm -hmm. uh, as well yep Yep, including yep. like they have museums there. It's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think even there's the 
the train station has a big Mercedes star on it. Am I remembering things yes. right? Yeah, right. Just, it's a very modern the... city. Like, I mean, my impression was like it's very new, a lot of concrete and steel and everything. It's a hustling, bustling yes. town. Yeah. It's not a very beautiful town. Uh, it's because it was uh, totally yeah. disturbed and uh, destroyed in World War II. Because I was going to say, I, I like it. I think it's a nice town, but it's also because <coughs> we destroyed it. We have to say that of, now. Yeah, we have to say that. Because of mercy dispense and um, yeah. the whole industry which was there. Yep. It, yeah, it was an industrial town. But it did have a nice center, you know, before the yeah. war. Like a lot of nice things. And it was... Um, so Stuttgart <laughs> is Swabia. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, Boy, if I say the wrong thing up. now. But yeah, like Baden-Württemberg, like southern, so kind of south uh, west, kind of south central-ish. Yes. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Southwest um, Germany. Yeah. Those are the friendliest Germans. The best Germans, of course. It's a well-known fact that the, the best course. Germans yes. are Swabians. Um, yes. So, so that's, of course, why we chose Judith. We, in fact, we only... We only selected from Swabian candidates because, um, yeah, well, it's a, it's a common stereotype. <laughs> from candidates? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were looking at like 100 pretty, Swabians. Pretty sure that yeah. there were so many Maybe Maybe 110. People. It was like 110 candidates. We w went through the resumes and we're like, no, mm, you know. And we got to Udit and we're like, yeah, no, she's, she's perfect, perfect. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's right. right. And uh, why history? I think I was always interested uh in in history since i was a i was a kid and i loved uh books about history i still do i loved and love uh, visiting uh, museums and other cities and uh watch uh tv shows um mm -hmm. about uh, um history yes and so um, at some point, I decided uh, to study. I do have a university degree in uh, modern history. Modern history in the sense of like anything after 1600 or what? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What kind I think of... the early modern uh, period is a time where I wanted uh, to take a look and uh, staying for a day or two because it was so... Uh, so many changes, yeah. so many new things. Mm -hmm. uh, the discovery of America, the uh, here Gutenberg and, mm -hmm. and the printing very press. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. yes. A very fascinating time, yeah. I think. But every time has its fascinating um, mm -hmm. sides. So, hmm. That's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'm not pretty sure if I just say yes. Uh, the Middle Ages are things, I, or yeah, kind of like when I can talk about specific people or relationships in like the year 1600 or 15 something or you know 30 years war. Like in that, I feel like like I it is kind of some of my favorite time periods because I'm like I, it was so so much going on. But like if I if I can say like, oh, Johannes Kepler, if I can explain his theories, if I can explain what he did or, you know, what part of science we owe to him and where he was, like if he was in Prague or that he worked with, you know, wrote to Copernicus or uh, Galileo and uh, worked with Tycho Brahe, you know, it was like and he met the emperor. And I, I just love these like if I can talk that much about it, I'm just like, oh, that's so cool that I even know that because it's just so interesting. Um 
And yeah, and if you can, I feel like if you can kind of put some of that time period together when everything was so new, astronomy and and uh, you know telescopes and printing presses and all everything, if you can make sense of that time period, then you can make sense of things that happen later. You can start. You have some like basic knowledge of of what's happening today and for sure. Yeah, I think it would be a very fascinating uh, stay at Prague at a at a court for yeah. a time. Yeah, I'm writing a book on that right now, like Rudolf II's collection yes. of crazy stuff. And yeah, I want to like my book is kind of I want to give you a tour of Prague, which I used to do, but in the year like 1606, just like, let's see what we would see. Let's go through Jewish town. Let's go through, uh, you know, Old Town. Let's go over the Charles Bridge. Let's go up to the castle. All of that was already there, um, but it was also very different. Like you might hear more German um, yeah, and then some of the stuff that we know was at the castle because now it's in Vienna or in Stockholm or Paris or Rome. So I can, you know, I'm 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 tracking all that down and trying to figure out what Prague was like in 1600. And it's it's a fascinating place, like all the people and crazy people and alchemists, and you would smell sulfur, you know, from from all these experiments. And and yeah, I love it. I love to imagine it, you know. So yes. I wish there was more TV shows based in Prague in 1600. So come on, Netflix. Get on that. How come you're missing out? <laughs> Johannes Kepler, Tycho Brahe. Yeah. So did you, um, so did you do anything like with your history degree with your, for your job? Or uh, what's, your, what's your day job or what, what's your career kind of outside of, outside of podcasting? Um, I did nothing... With uh, with my history, yeah, for for yeah. Uh, degree for living, I worked as a journalist um, then okay. after mm-hmm. my studies. So, in indirect, you can say I, I used uh, the knowledge uh, from then to then, mm-hmm. and now I do marketing and uh, PR, IT security. Okay. Oh, hey, we're cousins. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a tech writer for IT security, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was just trying to stalk you on LinkedIn. I don't think, you're not on LinkedIn, huh? No, I'm not on LinkedIn. We do um, have uh, kind of like a similar network in, in Germany, which is called Xing. You could find me there if you want I to. I used to have a, is it Sing.de or something? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I used to have a Sing account, I remember. Oh, I'm doing it, by the way. I'm, you can hear me typing. Yeah. I, this, is, this is happening. Let's oh. see. Best Arabic podcasts. How does that come up? It's crazy. Oh, because I typed in Judith Strusenberg, of course, yeah. Wow, Geschichten. Okay, here we go. If I just Google you, we got Eiskalt von Geschichtenkapsel. You're mentioned. Yeah. Wow, all right. Yeah, let's just stock Judith here. Let's... What happens if we Google unit here? All right, this is a great idea. Let's do this, everybody. Okay, hold on. Now I'm gonna look up Sing. Is it? Oh, Sing.ie? I'm afraid. Uh... <laughs> I know. That's kind of the point. Uh, this is not a nice thing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what, what you got, but the second um, entry I got, uh, get is uh, Podcastnik Productions. That's the first thing I got because I'm Googling from California. 
Yes, that's the second thing I got. <laughs> and then there's pictures of you, like you're knitting in most of them, but definitely. Yeah. And there's even some history of alchemy merchandise for some reason. <laughs> See, I'm I'm good at I'm good at marketing. See, because because you're first, and then there's all the and then there's even my merchandise when I look up your name, and your blog. <laughs> Is that what comes up first for you, the Teon Kekse? Yes, uh, Teon Kekse. It's it's me. It's my okay. uh, it's my blog. I started because for I me think, it's like in... fifth, but I but it's because I'm googling you know from like English search results kind of because I'm from <laughs> California. But, but yeah, yeah, okay, yep, yeah. So that's right. So okay, actually, we could talk about. I do want to talk about knitting too. But wait, what's this? Okay, what was it? It's, I'm not finding it. Sing.org, maybe? No. Uh, Sing.de. Uh, but was it? Oh, yeah. Ah, bam. Found you. And there's a phone number. Everybody, so Yudich's uh, private phone number is oh. plus four nine. Oh, 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 oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> here, let me click on your, uh, let's click on your blog here. Let's see. Um, where did that go? Yeah, tea and cakes. Tea and cookies is the name of Yudich's. And it's in German, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it's um, mostly but... in German. Some articles are in English. Uh, okay. Too. Yeah. yeah, I started this blog, I think, in uh, 2013 or like something like this, uh, because I wanted um, to know more about this uh, blogging thing. I wanted to know how uh, WordPress uh, works, and there's no better way to find out than to do it by myself. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And then I thought, well, what uh, what could I blog about? Yes, uh, well, it's easy. I blog about uh, my hobby. I blog about uh, knitting, and so I I started this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Um, over the years, yes, I haven't done pretty much uh, the last year. I um. I moved to another uh, city. I uh, yeah. started a new job, and there was not pretty much uh, time for uh, for knitting or uh, DIY stuff. Yeah, and there's still another problem. I'm uh, really interested in this uh, minimalism stuff. Uh, oh yeah, for a while now, and I, I have so, like a devil and angel on my shoulders. That are like, you need to get rid of your books and buy a Kindle. And the other one's like, no, it's, I need this for reference. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. I have I have so much, ner- I have like 10 Lego pirate ships that are like, I'm too old for that crap. But like, no way, man. It's Lego pirate ships. I can't get rid of that. Are you kidding? But yeah. Yeah. Can Philosophically, you be too old I agree. For Lego? <laughs> yeah, Lego, Lego pirate ships. They're awesome. Yeah. I can't get rid of that. Yeah, of course, ever. of course, they are awesome. I can't. You can't be too old for this. I don't need to have stuff it's that I don't really, need. Like, yeah. I, I really pretty much love knitting, but then I knit one thing, and then I don't know what to do with it. I don't need a fifth hundred shawl or gloves or so socks or I, like this. I solved that problem. I actually haven't finished that many things yet, but. Um, once a month, I knit with. Oh, I, I'll give them a shout out. There's an there's an organization uh, called One Brick, who they do everything for like they sort food and give out give out food to the homeless. They sort food and give it out to families in need. They serve something like ten thousand families in the Bay Area, 
um, you know, like mothers, uh, like like single mothers trying to raise children or whatever, they'll give them food, no questions asked, and um, they really help the poor. But so I have a knitting circle. I I don't know if I should say this in English, but I kind of sometimes I call, I, I call them my grandmas. That's not that's not fair, but um, some of them are even my age or younger, whatever. But it's it's generally. And so there, there was like one or two guys there. But for the first several times I went, it was like me and 10 women. And maybe the organizer is a guy. Um, and it's, I just like it because it's also a bunch of locals who've lived here their whole life. And so they have they can tell me way more about the Bay Area and Silicon Valley than um, than, you know, any of my colleagues can who moved here for a job like me. And um, yeah, so I knit with uh, I knit with some nice ladies every uh every once a month there's like a tuesday or saturday of the month we just sit there for an hour or two hours and knit (laughs) and then and then of course they bring in all this like it's mostly mostly hats and scarves like shawls or whatever and Mm -hmm. um you just donate them so they they bring them they donate them and it's like 170 a year is what they do like somewhere around 200 hats and scarves a year and then they give it to uh you know the people that need those those things think um, I think it's great. And then, of course, these because they they anybody whose friends knit like I don't even have to go there. I could just give them everything I do. But I think it's fun to hang out. You know, we hang yeah, out in a course, restaurant and knit for it's, two hours. And it's a group it's of people nice. that I would have nothing in common with otherwise. And they all know that and they all appreciate that. I come. They're like sometimes one time someone said, oh, it's great to see someone from other demographics, you know, because I'm just like. Hey, I come out and I knit with the ladies, you know, once a month. And um and um but yeah, and then of course all their friends and neighbors or whatever, they knit and then they don't know what to do with it like you and then they, you know, so they they give it to them. They're like, "Oh, you you knit for one brick. Here you go." And then so that every every month they come in and they're like, "Oh, here's my Here's five hats and five scarves, and uh, you know my neighbor made this one, and my friend Betty made this one, and you know I just think it's the it's the cutest thing ever. It's just I think it's great. Um, yeah, so so um, yeah, I have a knitting circle that's kind of unorthodox. Actually, it's very orthodox. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a very old school knitting circle. So um, yeah, I, I can appreciate that. I actually the first time I the first time I crocheted in years was in Nuremberg with you did. So we made a little video, which I still have to edit and and put up on the YouTube channel, but um, I miserably failed. Uh, But then I I made like a, I knitted a condom on on accident. But then I went (laughs) home. Yeah, it's what it looked like. But then I went home and I figured out, I bought a, 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 learned how to knit kit, came with some some needles and uh, um, I kind of give up crocheting, but I bought, I did buy some crochet needles in case you drop a stitch, you can kind of pick it up again. And then I just kind of like, I don't really go to a pattern. I don't follow a pattern. I don't really count stitches. I just kind of like, and I just do the knit stitch. Um, but like when I go to that, I went to that circle that I, I learned some tricks from, from my grandmas, you know? Um, but, but normally I just, I should, I shouldn't, you know, I, I have, high respect for those ladies like i don't mean them any disrespect when i call them in fact i gr- i loved my grandmothers okay so i mean that with the most respect to your listeners when i say my grandmas but um i when i like they taught me some like how to do the edges nicer how to when i switch rows how to like you know this and that and um it's a lot of fun and uh, i found it's just like i'm super add ha- hyperactive i cannot watch a movie without being on my phone or playing video games or something, which basically means I cannot watch a movie. 
I'm just too hyperactive. So, <clears throat> but I found that, yeah, if I can, if I knit, I don't have to look at what I'm doing. I just n- knit, but it takes enough uh, concentration that I can just sit and watch a movie. It's, a, it's magic. It's amazing. And I just discovered that. So it's like June now. I discovered that like in November, or so, you know, whenever last year. So yeah, like November. So like, um, like I've, I've only been knitting like seven months, less than a, less than a year. So yeah, but and I love it. And you didn't say a single word. And I thought I'd be going to Podstock into, I still might, there's actually a small chance that I could go to Podstock this year. Um, but I, but, uh, I was going to keep it a complete secret <laughs> until I got to Podstock, but I do knit in some of my videos and I'm like, if you did watches my YouTube channel, <laughs> she'll be like, what? So, so I'm like, yeah, so I secretly learned how to knit. I didn't tell anybody, but it, then it turns out that my brother crochets, my dad knows how to knit. We both, when they came to visit, we both sat there, they came for Christmas so they, we both sat there and we taught my sister how to knit. So then we're watching a movie and all three of us are sitting there knitting. And, um, you know, my wife Amazing. tried at one point, but then like gave up. But yeah, my brother, I'm like, if I go up to Oregon, he'll get out the. I think he still has his crochet hooks and he'll get out some, he'll just like crochet some lines or whatever, make a, make a dish cloth or something because I'm sitting there knitting. I went camping with my friends in um, Northern California, sitting around the fire, um, you know, like drinking knitting. beers and, you know, smoking good things. And I'm um, just like sitting there like, all right. And they're just like, dude, that's so funny. You knit, man. Like you knit now, man. That's just hilarious. And like, it's like, yeah, dude, I just do my own thing, you know, sitting by the campfire. Uh, my uncle, so my uncle knits and he's like, you know, Vietnam vet, hunter, fisher. And I remember when I was a kid, like he would, my grandma crocheted, but my uncle would be sitting in the fishing boat. He'd be watching two poles and, you know, like just sitting there knitting a vest. And, uh, and, and so I talked about it. I met him in Las Vegas in January. And so we were telling, like, he was telling me like how, he, you know, so we were talking about knitting for the very first time. My uncle's 70, you know, and he was like, oh yeah. So I like to do a whole vest or a whole sweater in one tag, no seams. I don't sew it all together. So, and he's good enough. So he doesn't use a pattern. He's like, he, you know, wow. once he learned, he's just like, okay, yep, all the sleeves. And if it has a hood, you know, I do it this way. And I was just like, wow, I don't care about seams because Pretty wow. Cool. And, yeah. Yeah. And he knows all the stitches and i remember you know it was like when i was a kid he had a little he made me and my brother vests uh you know like with with oh, animals sweet. on it or something and yeah i got pictures of that somewhere so um, it's definitely in the family and then i you know so my my dad comes for christmas and he's like what are you doing you knitting and, and i'm like yeah and he's like oh shoot i knew i knew i knit and i had to like show him but then he instantly did the uh, like the the fish bone or you know where mm-hmm. you do uh, one line pearl one line knit one line pearl you know, and he instantly just like oh yeah I remember this and he made like a little choker for my sister or her friend or something you know, and uh, yeah we're just sitting there watching Christmas movies knitting <laughs> so I was like oh that's hilarious. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So. Great. What, uh, what made you start knitting? Uh, you. No, like seriously. So we were, we were in Nuremberg and um, Pete was laughing. You guys were laughing at me. Um, but Pete was like, look at him, look at him. I haven't seen Travis this calm and relaxed, <laughs> like maybe ever. And I was, I was yes. like, I was being yeah, quiet. I I, like first, like there's a camera on me. Normally if there's a camera on me, I'm like, blah, 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 hey, blah. But no, I was like, I had my mouth shut. I was just like quietly we're, we're focused on like yeah. getting the stupid yeah. needle on the stupid yarn on the stupid <laughs> my stupid condom we're trying to make coasters and, and you know and and um and oh my god it was just so much fun and i did realize like yeah man so like that trip was crazy i i we had all these things or like in Prague. I was in Prague for three days i had you know my stage show i had to practice i there was actually like a seven minute horrible like cringy uh, rap song that I did about you know U.S. culture and stuff, and I went to a beat and everything, but I'm, I had to memorize it, and it was seven minutes. So I'm like, I'm sitting there like all the time, you know, zip six cent for a second cup of, you know, just like all the time trying to like repeat this thing, and and I only slept like four hours a night. Like I was just like so I lost weight, which is dangerous for me because I'm I'm a skinny guy, and um, and I was just so stressed the whole time. And, you know, did my alchemy thing and everything. And then we were in Nuremberg and it was kind of like and and everything was mostly over except for my stage show. And I was just like, I really was super relaxed, just like, oh, yeah, <sighs> I can just, you know, sit here and crochet or, you know, and it was just like mm -hmm. it was it was fun. And I, and I do like I like painting. I like working, you know, like doing arts and crafts and working with my hands and stuff and and all that. So it was just kind of like. Yeah, I like that. And I paint like really small detail stuff. So it's not like um, I don't have like, yeah, I have the dexterity to knit for sure. I just never tried it before. And uh, I found it. Yeah, I just instantly like I get this. I understand this. You know, I sat I sat on a motorcycle one time when I was like, oh, that's why people ride motorcycles. So it's kind of the same thing. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I crocheted maybe, but I didn't. I was a kid. You know, I hated everything. <laughs> you know, and then uh, I was, I was, I was kind of, I was crocheting, and you guys were laughing at me, but I was like, "Yeah, actually, they're not no, kidding. I... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm chill. Like, this is cool. Like, you know." And uh, so when I got home, I just uh, like instantly, like, 
less than one week later, I instantly knew like, oh, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to learn how to knit. I'm going to make something for uh, some German podcasters I know and for you it. And I'm going to surprise them at Podstock. And they're not even, you know, I was, because uh, we were talking about an idea where you guys are knitting on stage or whatever. And maybe you're doing like, not on stage, like a workshop. And I'd be like, okay, what if I'm their guinea pig and I try to learn how to knit but secretly, I already learned how to like. Secretly, I already know how to knit. I'm like, like, like that's my sense of humor. Like, I'm gonna spend 40 hours learning how to knit just so I can like, ha ha, you know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, and that like that's my sense well, of humor. Like, and, uh, so I, I did. Like, I just so, told you like uh, a month ago, maybe, because yeah. I was like, oh, so the bad news is I probably won't make it to Podstock. The good news is, hey, dude, I knit. <laughs> like, I've been knitting for. <laughs> Like, I got mad stuff done. Yeah, so. Make um, me say, so, uh, yes, uh, Travis will do the knitting workshop. Uh, Jelai and I will, yeah, we'll have a drink. I still only Bye. know one stitch. Like, I really just, I don't care about, you know, I just, I want to do what I want to do, which is like right now, I want to, uh, I want to make some scarves to donate. Or I, I've been, I made a bunch of hats, like funny hats, uh, even like with really thick baby blanket yarn. Okay, now we're going down some rabbit holes here. Sorry, y'all. Can can we talk about knitting for a second? Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, baby blanket yarn, made some like hats, like, like, what do you call them? Like pumukal hats or like those, like the really long, uh, like elf hats kind of ah, thing. Yes. And I made them for, oh, they kind of, it's kind of like sleeping hats, like pajama hats, kind of like if you see from like old pictures from like the 19, like Victorian times or something. Ah. And uh, I made some of those for camping. I made one for all my friends that we went camping with, you know, and they're like, <laughs> and so we like slept. I'd, if it was really cold funny. in the morning, I, I slept in that. Like it was great. Yeah. What's cozy? Uh, it was super soft. It's like baby blanket, baby blanket on your head. Yeah, nice. So I made a couple of hats, and then I I made I gave some to my mom. I think one fit my mom, and then I have some that are too small. I keep forgetting to bring to give to my brother for my nephew and niece because they're perfect for for them. Um, so I kept making bigger and bigger hats because they always <laughs> turned out too small. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then like I'm trying to make a poncho, which will take me like a year because it's like a blanket. And yeah, I just, you know, having fun making hoods and, and yeah, scarves and yeah, um, it's relaxing. I don't even care. I don't even care what I make. It's just, it's about knitting. So, um, it's like doing one stitch after the other. It's, uh, kind of meditation. I think I so. Yeah. So when I go to the, way. when I go to my knitting circle, they're always doing like, they count five stitches and then they do something and they're amazing. Like I appreciate the talent. But I just really do it to, yeah, take my mind off of work and podcasting and, you know, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I get to the point where I can't watch podcasts about documentaries about German history because I feel like I should be taking notes. Like, it stresses me out because, I, like, I, I no longer enjoy Otto II. That, that's not true. Like, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but because I feel like it's my homework or it's my job or yeah. something and I kind of like, oh, I can't. You know, I can't watch this documentary about Weimar because I feel like I should be taking notes or something. Mm. And um, so knitting is just like, I don't I don't care. I, just, I can just not think about stuff. And I just think about not dropping a stitch. And it's just kind of, it's just perfect. And then I can watch a movie and actually watch a movie. Sounds great. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a relaxing thing. I didn't know, I didn't really foresee us talking about knitting. I totally forgot that that was a thing. But yeah, we did that. And uh, again, that's like teeundkekse.com. T-E-E-U-N-D-K-E-K-S-E dot com. Yeah, there's a couple English articles there. So anyways, that's Judith's blog. 
Um, I think I might have a link to it from podcastnick.com. Yeah, I think so too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the knitting part. We're done, we (laughs) promise. Um, I got to say, I I do appreciate it. So I was like, I was already knitting. You finished some like shawl, more than like, maybe it was a scarf kind of deal, but it goes around your shoulders and keeps you warm kind of thing. And it was a nice pattern. It had kind of a crisscross, I don't know what to call it, zigzag sort of deal to it, two different colors. It was magic to me. I don't know how you magicked that. Um, but it was cool. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think you got some you got some skill. So where do you live now? Now I live in Regensburg, which is in Bavaria, on only three hours away from Prague. It's really close to Prague. It is. It's on the Danube. For people that don't know, it's in. What is, is that? It's Franken for sure, right? Is it Oberfranken? No, no, no. It's no. Upper Palatine. Oh, okay. Oh, it's geez. the capital of uh, Upper Palatine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is kind of like it's pretty. It's not that far from Nuremberg, and Nuremberg's Franconia. Frank, so um, it's within the modern state of Bavaria. In any case, but um, they don't. They probably also don't call themselves Bavarians. I don't know. No one does except for like. Ringsburg is a really nice town if you're ever in Germany you should absolutely visit it yeah totally I there's a couple of things I love about Ringsburg I saw so I got I got uh friends there and I've I've enjoyed Ringsburg for many many years Um, but there's a big kind of cathedral and the Danube is like it's just a huge river it's just kind of neat and I saw every summer there's a vine fest which hey must be coming up, right? June, July, maybe August. Maybe yes, it's in August yes, or September, yes, yes. actually. But there was a. It's called like Fest um, Fest am Fluss, I think. Actually, if I remember right. And every year, you just wander down the Danube and you just try these amazing. Like I'm gonna, I'll tell you, I got, I got drunk. Like I was, <laughs> I, I got drunk. But it was amazing and and good food and outdoors and the weather was nice, which makes me think it was like July or August or something. Fest am Fluss, maybe even June, maybe even like now-ish. And, uh, and I got uh, classmates even, like old friends uh, in Regensburg. And we'd, we'd hang out at the Alte Füllbühne, um, which I guess there's also a Neue Füllbühne, but I don't, I never found it. But there's the Alte Füllbühne for sure. And there's also the McDonald's. So the story, I love the Regensburg McDonald's, seriously. So the story I heard was, they applied Regensburg, like Judith said, like it's a beautiful city. They have a, a pedestrian zone downtown, no cars. You just walk on the old medieval cobblestones, and it's it's beautiful. It's restored. It's just gorgeous. And McDonald's comes in, and they applied to open a McDonald's right downtown. And Regensburg was like, oh, hell no. So they opened a restaurant called To the Golden M., some golden M in like big gloss, like gothic, like uh, block, you know, black letters, like old school medieval looking some golden M. And if you walk in, it's a McDonald's. Um, and eventually they put a McDonald's sign up. They're like, you know, we got you and we got better lawyers. So come on. And there's a McDonald's there now. But I think it still has the some golden M sign, which I just so funny to me. Like, I just love that story. So, yeah, Ringsburg. Um, what else? Yeah, what else are you discovering about, what else have you found about Regensburg, or have you done that's 
I'm I do live here for a month now. Yeah, yesterday was a month. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Yeah. So, uh, takes me I think about uh, 20 minutes to walk downtown to the cathedral. It's I I pretty much love to stroll around uh, the little streets and there mm-hmm. are a bunch of coffees and nice places to sit to yep. eat they're very great uh, restaurants yeah. Uh, can, yeah and it's a very um Regensburg has a university and a university of applied science which means mm-hmm. there are a lot of young people in town and this is young and has a rich cultural life and Uh, funny shops you can find only in towns uh, like this. It's it's pretty, pretty amazing. I totally love it here. Yep. I, yeah. My friend, he lived in a couple different places, but they were all kind of downtown. One was like an Altbau or some kind of a, a protected heritage site, sort of. And it was overlooking the Danube. Inside was... Like it was old, but it was like an old, like a fraternity kind of, like a some old Burschenschaft sort of or college uh, dorm sort of thing where there was like it was all painted on the inside, like all these murals and some of them like weird kind of sex scenes or naked. It was just kind of weird stuff. I don't know, but they couldn't touch anything. Everything was like protected, and they but they lived there. It's just normal VG kind of you know, uh, uh, you know, just roommates like living community, and. You step out on the balcony and there's the Danube. And I was just like, oh, my God. You know, we're sitting there like drinking Augustina and whatnot. Like we imported our Munich beer, of course. But um, and then uh, he used to live in a place that was right in an alley. It was even called like something Gasse, just a tiny little, tiny little alley, cobblestone, beautiful. And you go outside and like next door was a pizza place, which, OK, now, you know, I'm I'm 35 years old, but, but like in the 90s or so, uh, that I remember buying a whole pizza. It was like five marks, so it would have been like two dollars fifty cents for a fucking. It's just amazing. Like, oh my god! Like, I, I get angry. I just paid twenty dollars for a pizza yesterday in San Francisco. So, and for a margarita, I paid twenty dollars for a margarita. What? Yeah, yeah, and another ten dollars for the beer. Actually, my brother paid. Thanks, Java. But uh, yeah, so so for two pizzas and two beers was fifty dollars. And, and then we were both we were both actually talking about Regensburg and like that came up. I was like, I remember when me and Beanie would go next door and get a pizza salami for five marks, not even euros, marks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. No. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I, I do remember really good food for sure. Like also the Fest on Fluss, like all the traditional food and, yes. and uh, you know, proper Bavarian cuisine and all that. And obviously it's just beer country. Um, amazing beer from a thousand breweries in the area. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, Regensburg, love it. There's all these people that only eat like one warm meal a day. Have you heard about this phenomena? Yes, yes, yes. I uh, do this on a regular basis. Uh, What? You're one of these people? What? I'm one of these people. We had an interesting Twitter conversation yesterday about like, I, for, I, I, I half remembered some old tradition from my childhood that traditionally you tend to eat one warm meal a day, which for an American that eats like bacon and eggs almost every morning, it's really, it doesn't make any sense. And then even like you go to Subway, 
and a brotzeit, your your sandwich meal, your lunch meal, or or dinner meal. You might have brotzeit for supper, and lunch is the big meal. It you know whatever it depends, but one more meal, and that meant like a prepared meal, a, a home cooked meal, or a prepared meal that was probably a bigger portion or something. But in the day of like microwaves, like even my even my leftover Thai is a warm meal, and. Subway sandwiches, toasts every like Quiznos and those plate. They all toast even sandwiches, so even a brotzeit here is warm. And I was like, wait a minute, that's right. Like, there's that tradition kind. It's a cultural thing that you have a, yeah, like one. It's the one big meal of the day, kind of. So yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of uh, yeah. It was a funny that. conversation because I because I asked yeah uh, what. Uh, yeah, shall like what I, should I have for, for dinner? For, I already had something for, warm. For dinner, something. yes, yeah. uh, I had something warmed uh, uh, today, and uh, you came on asking. I was what like, "What do, do you mean?" mean? And then but I was like, "Seriously, like, what do you mean?" And then you you said something like, "Well, I don't." And then I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait." So <laughs> is this because you don't have a microwave, or is it because you know, or like, is this like something your parent? I was like, "Whoa, what is happening? What do you mean?" Like I already had two warm meals today, and I'm about to have it. I I fucked up. Like what? What's happening? Is it unhealthy? I don't know. But yeah, I think it's just tradition. Like yeah, you have a packed lunch yeah. maybe, or you have a you know uh, even a, bre- yes. a German breakfast, like a continental breakfast. There's nothing warm there except for the egg mm-hmm. on Sunday. So yeah, that's, yes. it's yeah. Um, oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And I think we should make a we should make an episode out of that, like some cultural differences or things people might not think about because there's a lot. It's almost too much for for this, but like having. Having wet hair, uh, sitting in front of an open window. Oh my goodness! Opening a window on the metro, on the U-Bahn, there'd be some lady is like seat and slam, and I'm like, dude, you're okay. Never mind. <laughs> like I don't understand. Are there demons coming? I just didn't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get it. Uh, but you see the same in like Latin America. Like, oh, there's a draft. We have to close it. So yeah, I don't know. It's funny, but. Um, Swimming. I, my my brother was talking about this, and he was like, "I remember, I had a French fry, a French fry at a swimming pool, and then instantly some mother came over and was like, you just ate. You have to wait forty five minutes.' She was like, "She goddamn, she almost tackled me.'" And I was like, "Huh? Yeah, that sounds like yep. That sounds like uh, Germany, kind of. Maybe Munich. I don't know, but yeah, like that definitely happened. They're very strict. No going into the pool until." Yep. 45 minutes after, you'll get a cramp and die. Like, you will get a cramp and die, for sure. Instantly. In- like, yeah, that's a guaranteed yeah. thing. Like, everybody who's ever eaten, jumped into the pool, is now dead. Kind of like, <laughs> this is science. And I'm like, no, I actually... Uh, Touched the water and yeah. died. The yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we yeah. kind of make fun of yeah. it. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, like, I can... I, well, okay, yeah. I'll eat a big burger and jump right in. Anyways, yeah, that's a, yeah, there's definitely cultural, like just, yeah, like sweating in an office because there's no air conditioning. And it's like, how could you do that? But Hell yes, was it hot? You know, but we drive, yeah, I mean, we do just as crazy things or Americans believe certain things that are just as crazy. So I don't want to make this one-sided or make fun of Germans so much, but yeah. Costa Rica yeah, have my same issues. I'm like, like can you tell f- her this is not true? Crazy <laughs> like, people, yes. And yeah. because of this, you like to podcast with me, right? It's fascinating. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I definitely like people that are not 
me. Like that, you know, if everybody <laughs> just had my beliefs and my thoughts, it'd just be super boring, and there'd be nothing to talk about. You know, like how dumb is that? Uh, if everyone, if everyone wrote Indian scouts and only talks about Indian scouts all day, that's that's actually not that that gets old in like thirty minutes. Yeah. So yeah. So we talk about knitting. So it's good. So you yeah. see, it's perfect. Talk about knitting. Talk about breakfast. Talk about Regensburg and pizza. Talk about McDonald's with a funny name. Some golden M. Great I love topics. that place. Yeah. I want to go get a McRib at the Golden M. <laughs> so good. They don't have those here. It's like once a year you have a McRib. It's like Bavaria. It's the home of the McRibs. They just always, you can always go to McDonald's and get a freaking McRib anytime. Yes. May, is, January, is they German have McRibs. Thing? Yeah. Americans Americans are like, oh, I heard they have McRibs all year round. I'm like, yeah, it's true. This is true. It's true. They have Kinder Eggs and McRibs and Spitzi. It is, it is paradise. What can I say? It's everything you've heard about Germany is true. It is the best place on earth because they have McRibs. And McDonald's could just have McRibs here, but no, for some reason, total failure. I, Trump, no McRibs, just sucks here, basically. It it's it's total new for me because for Germans, everything McDonald's is American. Okay. Oh no, you guys. So here's the th here's what's gonna blow Americans' minds: the people that haven't traveled. You can get McNuggets and get this. We have. We have barbecue sauce, hot sauce, or something else. They have sweet and sour sauce and, wait for it, fucking curry sauce. You can get McDonald's curry sauce. Like, that's the bomb. Like, it's so much better than the barbecue sauce that they give us. Like, I don't even, I'm like, why the hell don't we have, like, it's, it's racist. Why don't we have curry sauce, God damn it, We all, we want curry sauce. And then the second thing. You guys have like, so there's the McRib and then you also, you can buy a beer at McDonald's anywhere yes. but here, like in Czech Republic, in Germany, you can, like no one does because it's, come on, who buys fucking beer at McDonald's? But I have, you know, it's the only place open. They just have Dosenbier and it's probably like something crap like Heineken or Bex or whatever, but you might get lucky. Like in Czech, they have a Pilsner and nothing wrong with a Pilsner. So, you know, hey, that's not bad. And then uh, there's also weird seasonal things like the... <laughs> When they have the McVochen, y'all get kind of crazy. Like, I don't even, wow. You guys have, like, the McVochen where you have some American, I don't know, some special edition Super Bowl nacho burger that doesn't even, that would never exist in America, but you think it does. <laughs> and it's and it's actually pretty good, you know, because it's like, let's reinvent American Americana for Germans, and it's delicious. Like the McRib. So, yeah, oh, yeah, totally different. We have all kinds of stuff here that's, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of boring. Pretty really. interesting. And now oh, yeah. I have to think about Pulp Fiction and uh, how do they call a royal, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? A Big yeah. Mac's still a Big Mac, but it's La Big Mac. La Big Mac. What'd they call a Whopper? I don't know. I didn't go into Burger King. Quarter pounder with cheese. In German, it's called, ah, fun fact, what? Not Royal mit Käse. That also exists, but the quarter pounder is actually the Royal TS. And that has lettuce and tomato. Or they call it lettuce and salat. I mean, uh, tomato and salat, but but yeah, lettuce and tomato on a big on a quarter pounder. See, that's actually better. We don't have that. Quarter pounder here is one dollar. It's a do on the dollar menu, and there's no TS. It's just boring. It's got cheese. Yeah, quarter pounder with cheese. You did. You don't even know what you got. You can you can walk into a McDonald's, get a quarter pounder with 
tomatoes. You can get a beer. You can get a McRib any freaking day. Just any freaking day. And yes, you but don't you even can appreciate get this. Beer, you don't even... Not any fucking time of the day. Sometimes they even have. This is crazy. McDonald's in Europe are like nice. Even Czech ones. Sometimes you walk in, they have white tablecloths. There's salt and pepper shakers on the table, like in Puerto Partido. What? It's just like amazing. No, I have never seen white cloth on a McDonald's yeah, I've seen table. It in Munich and never, Prague, not everyone. Ever. Most McDonald's in Europe are nicer. Like fast food here is like, like the building will have been built in the 60s, 70s. So it's a 40-year-old building. It looks, it just looks like, okay, I'm one of McDonald's. Like, it's not a, but in Germany, it's like, it's all modern. It, the, clearly the interior decoration costs money. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't, <laughs> they don't have any of that here. Yeah, actually, actually, I, I, I could take a picture of like uh, Prague Muck cafes and the, you know, and then compare that to what they are here. And it's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. interesting. Oh, of course. Yeah, I haven't realized that there are uh, that great uh, differences between a German McDonald's and an American McDonald's because I thought, yeah, McDonald's is a, a real American thing. Well, it's not I anymore because the the old American McDonald's, if you remember, <laughs> there was riots. Maybe like mostly in Paris, but there was riots against McDonald's, um, and also in the eighties. You would all the trash on the streets would be the McDonald's like wrappers, you know, hamburger and everything with styrofoam. And the German government put pressure on them to say, you, it was the German government that made McDonald's stop using styrofoam in their Big Mac wrappers and start using paper, which was recyclable. That was Germany. So actually, in many, 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 for various reasons, you, a German McDonald's is kind of different. Like, first of all, like, are your large, uh, soft drink, your large cola, we have two bigger sizes. You know, like the our large is bigger and then we also have super size. Yes, so we have, I have so that's our medium. Their... Our medium is your large and then, you know, your movie theater size two liter is our large. Excellent. There has been this uh this movie uh yeah. from Michael Moore, uh Super Size Me, which that's, is about yeah. uh have you seen it? That's not Michael Moore. There's that was some no? guy yeah, there was a Michael Moore thing about something too, probably. But yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, I don't want like I, I rely on that food a little bit, so I don't want to um, be disgusted. Like I try to avoid, like I know the horror stories and I have to eat it, so I just kind of I'd rather not know. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, no, sorry, like, can't it was avoid uh, it. Mo- uh, Morgan Sparlock. Sparlock? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. forget. Yeah. But yeah. 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 So I think McDonald's maybe even stopped calling it super, or they stopped asking. They don't. They don't. Maybe they don't even have it anymore. Um, but they still have the same sized soda. So they didn't actually. I don't think they. I don't know. Maybe they slowed their portions. But uh, someone. Did you know that I worked with McDonald's? Do you? I Just mean... for, for <sighs> eight weeks, but I worked oh. at a McDonald's. And you didn't. And that that's what made you see like. Everybody that works there will never eat there again. Same with Taco Bell or any of those places. And I had friends that worked at those places and they're like, hey, you want to know something about Taco Bell? And I'm like, shut up. Don't I, I want to eat Taco Bell. Don't say it. Don't, I don't want to hear about Burger King. But <laughs> it's, it's exactly this, this way. I worked yeah. there for just about um, eight weeks uh, during uh, my time at university to to gain a little money to make holidays yeah. and so uh, after this time 
and it was horrible because uh, you went home a night and you smelled oh, yeah. like fries. You felt like my girlfriend fries. for years worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken at KFC, and I couldn't eat yeah. KFC for years. Even now, it's kind of like oh, it reminds me of because it wasn't like. Well, it reminds me of my ex. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But, but also it's just like, oh my God, like there's, it wasn't like good fried chicken smell. It was like leftover kitchen bad, like chicken blood. I mean, it was just disgusting. And it was, and I couldn't eat it. I I would walk into a KFC and be like, nope, just walk back out. Be like, I can't do this. It's just disgusting. Now, fucking, I love that shit. I I eat it, you know, (laughs) fried chicken. Yeah. But, oh God. And yeah. after this time, uh, we went uh, to London for for holidays, uh, friends, and I was on, I think, on Oxford Street, um, saying, "It smells like McDonald's," and they say, "Are you kidding? Are you crazy? We know you don't like this stuff anymore, but look around. There is no McDonald's here anywhere," and we walked. Just around the corner, oh, and yeah. there was a McDonald's, of course. I thought this, I thought this, this was like a, a traumatic hallucination. Yeah, like, oh this, my God. This, this but yeah, yeah, of smell. course. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can definitely smell a McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, here it's still, it's really, it's uh, so common. It's just kind of, it's the cheaper food. But still, I, I was telling the other day, like last time I bought a Whopper and I just bought the Whopper, just the sandwich, maybe Whopper with cheese, and it was $7. So it's not, I just, just like, wow, I just don't understand. They have a cheaper menu, but I was like, I wonder how much a Whopper cost, $7. It used uh, to, Whopper, I remember Whopper advertising, is, uh, it was home of the 99 cent Whopper. <laughs> now it's $7. Whopper is Burger King stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Burger King, yep. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what a big a Big Mac is probably the same. It's probably always the same. But I think we'll also do. I think pretty soon we have a episode planned. Well, I don't know soon, whatever, relatively. But we definitely have an episode planned for some of the things in in Regensburg because you live there now. Like there's a yeah. stone bridge, I believe that I isn't there a stone bridge or something. There's an old bridge. Uh, the cathedral, yeah, of course, bridge. is famous. Yeah, I thought I don't really remember it now that I I'm talking about it because that must be a big one over the anyways. Yes, it's um, a it's a big uh, br- uh, stone uh, bridge, which is a world cultural heritage. Yeah, I'm just totally yeah. blanking on that. I, I must have been really drunk when I was at the river because <laughs> Fest am Fluss. I don't remember a bridge. <laughs> God damn it, Travis! It's Seriously. that big you cannot oversee. There was a lot Do of good wine. I'm telling you, I don't know. Oh, hey, I was like 19. I was like 18 last time I went to the Fest am Fluss. It was a good couple of years ago um but yeah we'll definitely get back to these topics of uh not just history but i like to talk about culture and um you know just kind of explore germany as a whole not just looking back but but i don't want to necessarily talk about current events or sports or whatever but um well actually sports is fine you know but um yeah, yeah like uh we'll definitely get back to regensburg and some of these topics for sure next up i think um, I will publish some of the history of Germany, like the best of, like, I know I, I really want to um, kind of relook at the Holocaust episode or the uh, the anti-Semitism episode and publish that here with a kind of updated introduction and all that on this podcast feed. Um, a couple episodes I'll probably rerun here. But then, of course, for more 
history or for more German history, listen to History of Germany podcast. And that also ex exists in German and Arabic and in German and English. It's with Judith. So you can hear more, Yay. hear more of Judith. And otherwise, I will I will gather some links on your there's a Judith Strusenberg page on uh, on podcast, Nick. Yeah, I'll try to list more of the stuff that Judith has been a part of in both her blog and her podcasting in German. If you really want to hear more about like Raumpatrouille Orion or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, or your Puerto Partida episode I should put up there. That was a good one. Uh, Museo Directoro or something. Is that yes. Uh, you yeah. can hear me in a episode which you wrote, um, Travis. Uh, also, listener's yeah. episode of uh, Puerto Partida. That's, that's right. It was great fun with a Pete uh, as your mother and a butler. Pete played my mom. That was so good. Yeah, it was so great. That was, yeah, that, that was a good episode. That's that's online somewhere. I just added, I just added that to pod, podcastnik.com on the collaboration pages. It is it's in German, but it is there. Um, but in any case, yeah. So more to come. Take a look at podcastnik.com. You can follow Udit at meet underscore Udit, which is the title of this episode. So just add an underscore, and Bob's your uncle. And of course, you can follow us on at Germany Podcast. Uh, that's Judith has access to that Twitter account too. That's that's the that's both of us at podcastnick.com. I'm at Travis J Dow. Um, and yeah, you know, come and hang out. We're on Twitter, and you know, we we talk and stuff, and you know, we we engage with listeners, and and we even we'll even uh, take some listener requests to some some yeah. some listener requests. If you not World War Two yet deal with it another couple of years but uh yeah if you want to hear something some interesting myth or legend or history of germany let us know what it is and we'll we'll take a look at it and uh, we'll talk about it so yeah you can find all that on podcastnick.com but cool i think that just about covers everything so hey yeah yeah thanks a lot hey, for coming thanks uh for the show what's nice to talk with you cheers thanks for listening thanks for watching check out podcastnickshop.com for all the history of germany merch bye Subscribe Bye. on YouTube. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Give us an iTunes reviews. Afira <laughs> Luaga. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.